check, check. Light check. Presented by and by on PulpMX.com, taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody. Thursday, April 30th, 2015, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, presented by NFAB. Coming at you. It's noon. That's right. Round 17, the Monster Energy AMA. Supercross Series and FIM World Championship uh, taking place this weekend in Las Vegas. That's right. I don't got to go far. Here we are in Vegas, and the race is in Vegas. Championships are all decided, folks. Ryan Dungey's got it. Cooper Webb's got it. Marvan Muskan has it. But there is the 250 SX East-West Shootout this weekend at Sam Boyd Stadium. Um, I'm actually excited for that. They got rid of the, the mains format of the last few years. They used to hold the East and the West Coast main events. And then the shootout, and I felt like the shootout, the guys were over it. They'd already raced the main event. They weren't really that excited about it. And uh, so this weekend, they are going to do just the East-West shootout. It's going to be great to see Cooper Webb versus Marvin Muskan. 702-586-7857. We'll take your calls on the show. Jason Thomas, David Villeman coming up. Have you heard about the Fly Racing Sector Boot? It represents Fly Racing's entry in the premium off-road boot segment. It's packed with features and tech you've come to expect from every Fly Racing product. Torsion control system, slip-on inner booty, positive latch buckles. This thing's the uh, da bomb, as the kids are saying. Black, white, four hundred thirty-nine ninety-five, and uh, Adam Entenap runs this boot, among others. And you'll start seeing it showing up very soon. Flyracing.com. Check out their uh, mountain bike line of of gear. Check out their uh, new gear. We are giving away on the show a set of Fly Racing Kinetic Vector Spring gear. This is the stuff that just came out a few weeks ago that Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Trey Kennard, uh, wait, no, Kennard wasn't there. He was hurt. Weston Pike, Jimmy Alberton, those guys wore. So uh, we're going to give away a set of that stuff, uh, pants, jersey, and gloves to a lucky caller on the line. And uh, also to NFAB, dress up your Jeep, truck, your SUV, the hottest-looking, hardest-working accessories from NFAB, probably built in Houston, Texas, USA. NFAB offers step systems, like mounting solutions, bumpers, and more. Take your ride to the next level, n-fab.com. Proud sponsors of the JGR team of uh, Barsha, Pike, and Nicoletti. And, of course, the uh, off-road, uh, Randy Hawkins off-road Yamaha team. Also, big part of that, n-fab.com. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Let's take your calls. What's on your mind? Let me let me hear what you got to, what to say. Uh, I'm Steve Mathis, as usual. With me, uh, holding, the, holding the producer's chair down. Uh, not the regular producer, but kind of the regular producer. Devin Gibbs. Wait, got to turn your mic on. Oh, it is. Oh, oh, wait. My bad. Sabotage. I'm, I'm, I'm rattled, so I hit the wrong button. Uh, yeah, I guess you're the regular producer of the yeah. Pulp Show. So I'm now here you're more just often yeah than tits is uh, as far as hourly time. Right. Good point. This is this what like for all the tits fans out there. This is what happens when you don't kill it. You right. get someone <laughs> who does kill it. Exactly, killing it. How excited are you on a scale of one to seven hundred and twenty-two? That you're getting a new set of, uh, or maybe not a new set, but you're getting a set of your fly racing sector boots. Adam Entenep stepping up last Pulp Show. I would say 722 because it's from Entenep. Yeah. It's a signature pair. I so, hope he gives me one of those painted ones that they were talking about. <laughs> he said he was going to uh, sign them for you, and you're like, dude, I want to wear them. I, I, they're, not, they're not for my shelf. I'm going to ask him for a jersey for sure, but yeah, don't shine my boots. Right, they're right. Not gonna, I mean, sure, um, sign them, but it's not going to last very long. I feel like I let you down. I was, we, were, you know, we were maybe going to buy them for you, mm-hmm. and then they were kind of up in price. They were down in price. And Entenap said that was bullshit, and he was just going to give them to you. So Yeah. Uh, flyracing.com. Uh, check them out. Fly Sector Boot out now. Devin Gibbs will be the uh, proud uh, owner of it. Jason Thomas, David Villeman, like I said, coming on up. And uh, let's get right to the phone lines. Raining yellow, I'm, I'm very sorry about I the... Need, um, I'm very I need sorry. A, I'm going to the doctor today to get a prescription for the strongest antidepressant. 
James Stewart losing his appeal to the FIM uh, for his suspension um, for stimulant. I we'll talk about this more. Um, Raining yellow. I had a but, glimmer of hope. Well, you saw how much he was riding outdoors and everything, right? So That's what I'm saying. I thought I I think uh, I think he was going to do well, but uh, you know maybe he can. Uh, he seems to have a good perspective on it now. I think that's the one positive. He can heal up and uh, heal up. What's wrong with him? Well, you, <laughs> well, I mean, like any of these guys, you know, their bodies got mileage on them. Yeah, I think he's fine. He's been off for four months. He's probably fine. Yeah. Well, hey, you remember uh, before the Monster Cup last year when he won? He said he took. Uh, some time off the bike, and it kind of rejuvenated him. And we saw how well he did at the Cup, how well he did in Supercross. I, I see big things in the future. That's shocking that you see big things from James Stewart in the future, Rainy Yellow. I'm, I'm <laughs> Believe shocked. it or not. But, uh, and, uh, hey, if, if Roger Larson's listening, they need to hook me up with uh, a seven sponsorship. Cause in the over- Have you ever heard of Over the Hill Gang? Yeah, yeah. I'm doing that. Is it making me a dork if I change my seven gear into another set in between motos? No, no, not at all. No. Okay, you... so I'm running it. I'm running it full, hundred percent. Right. I'm holding it down. I'm killing it on the reg. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the got, idea got to do something for me. The idea behind a sponsorship is: Can you sell gear, running yellow? Can you move gear for seven? I, I like to believe I can because uh, a lot of people know me as Raining Yellow on there. They okay. mentioned the seven gear. All right. Okay. And when you're getting uh, mid-pack results on the reg, yeah, th- that, speaks, that speaks. No, it does. Mm-hmm. It speaks volumes. Absolutely. It does. So, well, I'm devastated about James. I will, uh, big things in the future. I will pass on to Roger that, uh, <laughs> that, that you're looking for something. I will pass on that. I appreciate it. You guys have a good one. All right. See you, Rainy Yellow. All right. Our next guest, uh, he's a regular contributor to the show, uh, JT. Um, does Raining Yellow move gear? Do you feel like? Do you well, feel- I think Raining Yellow is a great guy. I think his heart's in the right place. But I'm going to try to help him, although it's a competitor of mine. And kids out there that are listening, which you should be in school right now anyway. Right. Uh, don't ever, 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 ever say you need to or you should, someone has to sponsor me or whatever. You should be looking at how he can help Seven uh-huh. sell products, and then on the back end, they will in turn help him. I see. Just yeah, yeah. Throwing that out there. Like, he, he, he's coming from the angle like, give me it. Give me this. Right. right. You've got to do this. I deserve this. <laughs> right, you know, right, right. That, and I, I know that. I know that side because I was that guy at one point in my life. But <laughs> you will go much further and you'll receive a lot more graciously uh, if, you, if you turn that around. What can you do to help Roger? And I promise you he'll make your life easy as far as gear goes. What about his changing gear in between motos? How do you feel about no, that? No, that's legit. That's super legit. <laughs> that's super legit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, welcome to the show. We are giving away a set of Fly Kinetic Vector 2015.5 spring release set of gear. So this is the stuff that was just worn by all the fly racing guys out there. Uh, a few weeks ago, we saw it flying through the air with Andrew Short, among others. And um, it should be uh, should be cool. So all we're going to do is just give it to a random caller. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. Okay, JT. Let's pretend you still raced, okay? So, All right. And not your last year when you were no good. The year before, yeah. every other year. Like, just not that last year. So, you're solid. You're, you know, you're 10 to 15 in the points. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You're a yeah. uh, main event guy every weekend. You're coming into Vegas. You know you got the balls hot and balls hard outdoor season coming up. Vegas is not a fun track. It's not a great race. What's your mindset? What was your mindset going into Vegas? And also, to keep in mind, after the race, you wanted to be healthy enough to, to, to go out. So what I'm saying is, the last race of the year, what are these guys thinking? You know what? It's really not that much different other than I felt like there was a lot of pressure off. Uh, just the whole day feels different. Uh, normally, there's, a, you know, there's kind of a pair of tension around the pits, and everyone's nervous, and you know they, have, you know, they have a job to do, and of course you have a smile on, or you try to put a smile on, but inside, you know, you're you're there to do a job, and there to perform, and, and your whole life revolves around racing, you're trying to get a, a good result, and not only for everyone who's paying you, but for yourself, you mm-hmm. know, competitive, so I just feel like that gets toned way down, 
and uh, people are there to have a lot more fun. And, of course, you know, once the gate drops, everyone races as hard as they can, but there's just not that pressure feeling all day, and it just feels like it's a just a more of a feel-good event than normal. Did it matter to you how you did? Yeah, it does, okay. but, you know, with that pressure off, it's not the end of the world, you know, because generally points are decided. Uh, you're kind of locked in, right. you know, pretty close to where you are. Uh, the only times I ever felt pressure at the Vegas race were when I was in a, you know, like a top privateer type battle. Right. Yeah, well, I was going to uh, say, did that matter to you? Like, uh, obviously there was some money on the line, right? But Yeah, yeah, there was usually, you know, between five and 15 grand on the line, mm-hmm. uh, somewhere in there, just depending on, you know, if you, and, and a couple of years it came down to that, that last event. Uh, and yeah. happily for me, I was always on the upper side of that. I don't, I don't think I ever went into Vegas and left there on the, the short end of the stick. So that's that was good um, for me. Yeah, two thousand two working for Nick Way, twenty five grand on the line for top privateer. He was ahead right. of Voss by like seven or nine or something. So yep. it looked pretty good, but dude, it was nervous time for me. Like twenty like something happens on the bike or you know, I was pretty conf- oh, yeah. I was pretty confident that he could stay within even if Voss beat him, he could stay within, you know, seven or nine points of him, but I was like yep. stressing. It's twenty five grand. <clears throat> oh, I was stressing really bad those those years because uh the first year, um, it was a battle, and honestly, both times, I think Ryan Clark was in the mix. Uh, Jeff Gibson was in the mix one year as well, but it was always really close, and one year, actually, Eric Sorby, too. So there were three years there where, um, yeah, one little mistake, and I would, you know, you could throw 10 or 15 grand out the window. So it was definitely a little more pressure than I think the average person felt, mm-hmm. uh, but but definitely the years where there, that wasn't on the line, it was Pretty well, much just go out there and ride as hard as you can. Okay. If nothing was on the line, would you care about getting finishing 12th if you were 13th? Does that Would would that matter? Would you care? Well, care, I mean, you're still trying, you know, but it's right. not, I don't know. It's okay. always about calculated right. risk, right? Right. Um, if you feel like you can safely go faster and try to fight for that spot, then sure, you're going to. Um, maybe you're not going to take the same chances. You know, if you're in fifth place in the semi – and the guy in sixth is all over, you're probably not going to take the same chance you would, you know, in the main event right, uh, right. there in 12 and 13. So it's all about how how comfortable you feel and how safe you right. feel. Uh, because I think at a pro level, there's always, you know, you can back it down 5% and still do all the obstacles, still go pretty fast, but the odds of, the odds of you crashing are very, very low. But when you push that extra 5%, that's where, you know, the, the elite levels come in, and that's where you're really taking chances. You... Uh... Um, coming to the Vegas, your buddy Chad Reed said he doesn't know for sure if he's going to race. He's going to try battling a shoulder injury, missed New York. So I guess we'll see how he does there. Um, so he may be out. And um, looks like Justin Bogle is going to miss the uh, the shootout also. So guys that are on the sidelines right now. Um, see what happens. The 450 class, though, uh, Vegas, hard pack. Slippery. Uh, we did the NFAB Racer X Fantasy Moto Show. You like Dungey uh, for this weekend. You think he's going to go out and, and capture capture his uh, eighth win of the season? I do, yeah. I think uh, this track suits him. I've seen him be really, really good here before. Uh, and I and obviously this is the best Ryan Dungey I believe we've ever seen this year. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, his starts have been right there all season you know maybe not the whole shot but certainly right top three top five mm-hmm. uh with the exception of a couple of races and i just feel like this track suits him better than it does eli um the wild card for me is Sealy. Mm-hmm. uh Sealy's a great starter and Sealy excels on this condition too so if dungy you know screws up his jump or whatever and let Sealy get a gap i don't know that he can close it down or always willing to take the chances to close that down right uh, but I do, I do feel like it's uh, between those two, um, and that, that's kind of a. I don't want it to be a slide against Tomac because he could easily win any race he lines up for right now. But I guess it, I just feel like this track suits right. those two a little bit better than Eli. What's it like uh, riding Thunder Thunder Alley? What's that like? Really painful. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> it's the only race of the year where the where you can actually feel the roofs. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's not that much fun the start is unless you have a really good start the start is just absolutely brutal right uh i, 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 I wish they had you know I, they have gopros on but you really can't hear the riders because i guarantee they're all like groaning and like mo- you know like like air coming out like you it's you're getting pelted by rocks coming down the start straight away you know it's 
15 bikes. You know, if you get a bad start, you got 12 to 15 bikes just wide open, just spraying you. It's, uh, I didn't know. Are, are they doing this? Are they doing a split start again? I didn't even look. Are they doing it outside? Is there outside it's not stadium? Split, no, but, it's, it's outside. But, uh, it's, I, I, I do not like that outside the stadium start. They just come roaring in. I just, I'm not a fan. I don't know if it works. But yeah, I think it, it helps put, uh, make a longer track. Yeah. Because you yeah. don't, you don't have to put that start straight in, into the middle of the track. Right. But I think as far as the spectator experience at the race, it, it definitely takes a little bit away from that. So you're coming down Thunder Alley, and you're head down, and you are just getting pelted. Just rocks. Yeah, and, and just... if you're in the back, you're like half throttle, and you're not even really looking where you're going. <laughs> uh, you're, because you're just getting crushed. I mean, it's bad on a 450. It's rock, and, and that dirt's so hard anyway. Yeah. It's just a bad deal. you know. Right. And, and I would invite people, when they're watching the race, uh, when you're watching a battle, if there's, say there's two or three guys battling, you can literally see riders trying to veer away from the roofs from the guy in front of them. They'll be ten feet to the left or right of them trying to get the hell out of the way. Yeah, yeah, I've just seen because I mean it's it's tough, man. No. It it really is, uh, you know, a lot worse than probably most people think. Yeah, I've seen I've seen some guys come in with their shirts off and uh, oh, they're just red, just 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 beat down from rocks. Yeah, there's been a few years where I literally had to wear a shirt on Sunday at the pool just because I looked like you know I'd. <laughs> been abused by someone the night before oh. uh your arms and chest and everything because i wouldn't wear a chest protector right. arms and everything chest and everything are just beat to hell i mean black and blue you'd and have the under protector so. on but that that would only do cover the uh the chest area or would you not even have the under protector on uh some do um i've gone both directions right. um it's just the thing or you know they, they push the jersey out and they're really not that comfortable um, right. and if it's really hot it yeah kind of holds traps heat in so right um, I've, I've gone both ways, uh, but definitely it helps. It's just kind of a, a little bit of, a, I guess, uh, right. inconvenient while you're riding in every other aspect. Yeah, none of you pros would want to ever put on more safety gear. I know that. Right? Why would yeah, you want to do that? we're real geniuses when it comes to that stuff. <laughs> right. Um, the shootout, uh, hard to not pick a Muscan or Webb, right, as one of those two. They're so much – they've been better – They've been so much better than everybody on their respective coast. No Bowers, no Nelson, no Bogle. Um, hard to pick a, not one of those two to win this thing. Right, and and I thought I think the same thing, but you know Vegas always is weird with the shootout winners. Right, it just seems like it always is just some surprising rider. You know whether it's Andrew Short in 2003 or Ryan Sipes the one year. It's just always some weird. Yeah, that's deal, a good point. You know. Yeah. But I feel like with the way that the field is this year, Muskan and Webb are just so much better, I think, than everyone right now. Mm-hmm. I, I just think it'll be one of those two guys. You know, they, most of the contenders that could sneak in there are out. You know, Bogle's out, yeah. Bowers out, just Nelson's out, on and on. So they're really lowering the odds of that oddball winner. So I, I think uh, my, my pick will be Muskan just because the starts have been more consistent. But either one of those two would be a heavy favorite in my eyes. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Um, you want to take some calls? We got a lot of calls here. Sure. Yeah. All right. Let's go to uh, now. Gibbs is working the the producer's chair here, so we're gonna see here. Is this a sure? Azure? Yes. What, what's how do you say it? How do you say your oh, name? Oh, I'm sorry. It's pronounced Azure. Azure. Okay. All right, Gibbs. All right, my apologies, Gibbs. I thought you screwed it up. I just I really did. <laughs> Killing it on yeah, the rag. On the rag, right? Don't worry about it. It's okay. I get I get a lot of different ways of saying it. It's okay. I'm used to it. And, and of course, we know Gibbs has a small issue with sometimes spelling. So um, I uh, forgive you, Gibbs. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> what uh, What's going on? What's What's on your mind? Okay. Well, I really wanted to ask a question. Well, first, I really called in because I really want to win some tickets for my husband because it's his birthday this weekend, and I thought it would be amazing. But my question is is that I know I'm a girl, but I wanted to know, is there a limit to how many family members or, like, friends the riders can have with them at, like, the races? Because it seems like it's really crowded. And can they tell a rider they have a limit? Limit for what? Like, hanging around the pits? or like- No, 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 just being in with them. Like, having them, to, you know, having them there and, no, no, you know, just being no. in that area. No, um, what area? In, the, in their like their in their area like in yeah or like in your personal team? like not just in the pits but like in your personal area where it's only you guys that you guys can get to. Um, no, in the semi or where? 
No, no, no. Just in the finals when it gets, you know, when it gets all crazy like that and you guys are getting ready for your races and everything. Is there like any limit that you guys have? Well, there's or, just, just the mechanics. Or a lot can about- you have your family? The there. the the um, just the mechanic is allowed on the line, and then okay. you know definitely there's different sorts of passes um, for where people can go, and you you know you can only have so many hard cards given out to you for your family members and things like that. But you can get oh, as many wow. tickets as you want for your family. I mean, you can do you can do anything like that. So and then okay, I mean yeah, it's a little odd question. I'm not exactly sure what you're what you mean, but I get it. Well, and, and everyone yeah, yeah. to, um, you know, if, if things start to get too many people around, you know, your your team manager, someone's going to be like, oh, yeah, we need to clear some of this area out. So that happens every once in a while. And then obviously in the truck, too, um, I think it's just a case-by-case deal. Uh, right. But there's never any, like, set limits on anything like that. Every, every oh. year we'd have a meeting at Yamaha, and our manager, Jimmy Perry, would say, like, this year, look, no agents, no wives, no girlfriends in the truck. Keep them in the hospitality area. Nobody, yeah, that would last a week. How did uh, how did that go over with Wyndham? Yeah, yeah. How did how to go over with Ellie? Um, yeah, or I think, I, think uh, or, I remember an incident with Wyndham that right, it didn't turn out well. Right, exactly. Um, no tickets, no tickets uh, for okay. you. We don't have any tickets tonight. Okay, sorry. Thank you so much for answering my question. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no problem. All right, uh, Jay, what's going on? You got a shootout question? Yeah, um, yeah. I was just wondering about this. You know. With, the shootout coming up, I'm kind of psyched to see Webb versus Muskan. But, Me too. Um, it, with all the guys out injured and everything, and it kind of being late in the season where I feel like some guys maybe aren't going to be that into it, what do you think about bringing back that like mid-season shootout or something like that, like on a regular Supercross track like they used to do back in the day, or maybe even do a kind of one uh, Daytona being kind of different and a big deal, you know, maybe do one there? Because it just seems like you don't really get the real shootout. It's kind of like a war of attrition, whoever's left, and those guys going at it. They, this year you have the yeah. champs. but No, they used to that, uh, really, They used to know. do it. They used to do, like, Houston and Texas were, like, both coasts mixed, and it all counted for points. I love it. I love the idea. Let's do it again. Yeah, because it seemed like in the middle of the season you'd still have all the Bowers, all these other guys that were – you know, contenders at least, and now it's just the two guys really at the end here. That would be, well, that would be, uh, that would be changing something, and we're very scared to change <laughs> things. We're very scared. Uh, I like it though. What do you think, JT? I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'd, I would be all for it. Um, I'm not sure how it would work. You know, they have to look into the logistics of it as far as bikes and all that, um, because obviously that stuff kind of gets changed out once they switch coast and guys' bikes get left in california yada 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 too bad um but yeah but i think it would be pretty easy to do just you know as long as they had ample notice but i would be all for it there's no downside for me yeah no i i think that'd be awesome um so yeah uh let's try to do it let's do it i remember too it it also throws in the it throws in the uh a big switch in the points you know like a, a the first east coast guy could get fifth and uh, or maybe let's say an East Coast guy wins and then his competitor gets six. So you know, it just opens up the yeah. points. So it's more exciting. Let's do it. Definitely a little wild card in there. Yeah, gets, you know, cause some of the stuff. It, like I've been watching this for a long time. It does get kind of stale sometimes. Oh, I mean, it's still awesome because it's Supercross, but it's just you you're know, you, you're like, telling me it just seems to be like one of the things you could change that wouldn't uh, make purists angry, but yeah. it would still kind of make things better. I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Going to seventeen in a row. Yeah. yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Thanks, it uh, definitely gets a little bit bland at the end. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh yeah, JT, what do you how do you feel about the um how do you feel uh about the no main events now going back to the old shootout? So I'm a little torn. Um I don't mind it either way. I thought that having the championship decided at Vegas added to the event a bit. Uh, just because I think it lets the air out of the series, especially, you know, we have no championships being decided in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, you know, and before, you know, I think 2013 was kind of the perfect storm, uh, with, um, both championships coming down to that final main event and then both being very, very close. Yep. Uh, you know, and it it obviously would have been decided, um, coming in or, or almost, you know, Muscan would have had a 23 point lead and, and Webb would have had it locked up, but, Mm -hmm. Still, at least you have a chance and, and some storylines. You know, now we're just we're grasping onto this uh, Muskan yeah. web battle, 
Right. That really means nothing in the grand scheme, other than they're trying to stay healthy. Yeah, there's not even. A, have, there used to be a truck up for grabs. Not, not that. Right. Yeah. Right. And then you have contenders like Bogle, and these guys are just like, "Yeah, we're good. I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stay home." <laughs> right. Right. Uh, you know, all right. So it's tough to get some any excitement out of the 250 class when it's like that. More phone calls here. Big B, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, fellas? How we doing? Good. How are you? Thanks for calling the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Hey, thanks for having the show. Hey, I got two uh, two quick questions. I won't take too much of your time. Hey, what is uh, what's yours and JT's thought of uh, of Dungey going five years in between titles? Uh, I don't know if another rider. I don't know the the distance between two titles has ever been that great. But no, it hasn't. He he's, he set a he set a Supercross record. The longest was three years with Chad. I think Chad was three. Yeah, Chad was uh, two thousand four to two thousand eight. Yeah, so this was uh, oh, this wow. was this was the longest. Dungey was the longest uh, gap between titles ever. So also, yeah, with Reed and Stewart next year, they can even break that. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, they could break that again. Wow. Absolutely. So um, you know, that's that's uh, that's something that's not that's not lost. Um, that's been a little lost, I think, in the sport is is Dungey breaking this record because you know if you looked at these guys' career, a Supercross racer's career on 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 a chart, they look a lot like a dyno. You know what I mean? They start off, they go super big, and then they fall down super fast. You know what I mean? Their peak is so is so little years in the middle there, unless you're Jeremy McGrath. And uh, for yeah, Dunge, it just seems really tough to maintain that elite level of mm-hmm. winning titles. You know, it seems like once you lose it, it's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get in the Baker's factory, you go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, and, and my next my next uh, comment to you, Steve, is uh, how does it feel? Be like. I, I've been listening to your Golf MX show for since 2010 when it cool. first came out. When Thank your, you. When your equipment was pretty uh, pretty shoddy, right? And you've gotten better, and um, you've gotten bigger sponsors over the years, and better sponsors. And how does it feel that the people that said they wouldn't come on your show saw how big you were getting and came on your show? I think it's funny. I think it's awesome, but I also think it's funny. Uh, oh, you're Josh, really Josh you're really making a awesome. day right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, hey, his head. I met, I met Steve at Red Bud in 2011, and uh, he's got a big head as it is. I can't make it any bigger. No, no. You know what? Um, no, it's awesome. I mean, the shows, the, all the shows we're doing are growing in listeners. They're, they have a big platform. Um, I think what it ha- more than coming on the show or anything. I think what these guys realize is like I just I have no agenda here. I'm not out to get anybody. So if I wrote bad about Josh Hansen, it's because he got fired. From JGR, and he was goofing off, and he was a mess off the track, and so I wrote all that stuff, and then he kind of got older and realized, like, wait a minute, like, Mathis was kind of right, and then with Donge or whatever, he, he realized, like, oh, wait, like, you know, now he's saying good things about me, or whatever, I, my stance doesn't change, I don't need these guys to come on the show, they don't need me, and my stupid shows, so, you know, I think eventually they realize, like, look, this guy's just you know, doing his thing and like it's good, it's bad. He's got he doesn't hate me, you know, which which really is true. So, yeah, I don't yep, know exactly. Um, yeah, Paul, Vital, Vital MX has a DMXS versus Paul spread right now, and I was they have a bunch of shows on there, including yours. And I've listened to all their shows, and they all pretty much they all suck except for, for yours and Isers. No, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, we work hard. Uh, DMXS guys are good dudes, and uh, they do a good job. It's a different show, and that's. When I started the sh- Pulp Show, I didn't want to be another DMXS. I wanted to be something different, you know, and I think it's worked yeah, out. So, awesome. Thank you, man. Well, well, boys, hey, thanks for taking the call. Thank you. Uh, you see that, JT? You see that? Guy likes me. I don't even want to comment. Uh, I'm going to hear about this all week now. Uh, Tyler, what's going on, man? How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks for calling. Thanks. Um, I just had a question, well, more of a speculation about Davey Millsaps being released from Monster Cowie. Um, a while back on one of your shows when he had a surgery that uh, I think it was, was in Australia. Am I right on that? A surgery Maybe. in Australia? Yeah, I remember oh, he had like his leg yeah, done. Yeah, he had his knee done. Uh, was I don't know if it was Australia, but it was somewhere. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It was Australia. Well, just, it wasn't in the U.S., so I was wondering if whatever Monster Cowie found in the truck was like related to that because I remember you saying that... Uh, he just kept asking why everyone thought the surgery was controversial. So yeah, I didn't well, know if maybe the whatever was found was like intended for his recovery. But. Um, yeah, I mean, what, whatever was whatever it is, um, it's a it was a substance that he needed a prescription for. Um, I don't believe it was like cocaine or weed or anything like that. I don't believe 
Well, it depends on who you talk to, whether it was WADA legal or legal. I've heard both sides from people that would know that it was not uh, – it, it was illegal for the WADA code and it wasn't. One thing I think that can't be denied is that you needed a prescription for it and Davey didn't have that. And, and now JT thinks, you know, if this was Ryan Villapoto, there's no way they fire him. And I, and I can't argue against that because, uh, you know, that's – yeah, that's there's a very good side for people who who believe in like like JT does that they would not have done anything, and they were looking to get out of Davies' contract. And they, but bottom line is he broke a team rule. And he did not have a prescription for this stuff. Whether whatever it was for, maybe it was for the knee. Um, you know that's the bottom line I think here. But for what what it was for, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever find out. So, thanks, Tyler. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Daniel, you got a Vegas track question? Yeah, I have a Vegas track question, and then I had one more. Um, <clears throat> on the track question, we always come, you know, a lot of the guys complain that, as far as the spectators, that they're not using enough room in the track. Now we put the start outside the stadium. We have all this extra room, and we, to me, the front straightaway with the ski jump is just a worthless addition. It's I agree. Cool for the first lap, the next 19 laps. Uh, to me, it's not that cool, and I just kind of wanted to get your guys' opinion on that. Well, JT's raced it. What do you think? Uh, it sucks racing it because <laughs> it it hurts. Like we talked about at the beginning of the show, it does nothing but add pain <laughs> every but lap. What about, so. well, what about the ski jump, though, the the flat straightaway with a ski jump? I mean, what's going on with that? Yeah, I guess looking at it objectively, what are their options there? Uh, because you, you either have to put something super safe like that or just nothing at all. You can't have anything like real jump there because you're coming in there way too fast for anything like that. Yeah. So I, if they want to keep their Thunder Alley and all that, I think they're kind of limited on options unless they add some sort of serious switchback uh, lane into there. Yeah. But then the problem is you have all these guys coming in there on the start that are going way too fast to they'll pile into each other and switch back like that. <laughs> so what you're saying is they're, 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 uh, they're you're jacked either way. Like, well, yeah, I just think they're, right. I'm sure they've looked at it. I'm sure they think that it's stale too. I just think they don't have a lot of options as far right. as switching that up unless they want to do the start inside. Props to the, uh, felt kind, of a, da- for kind of a damned if you do damned if you don't kind of a thing. Yeah. They're just trying to keep it safe and adding any kind of real obstacle there is going to make it unsafe really quickly. What about a shark? Okay. What about a shark pit? Um, what <laughs> right, right alongside with the net, too, dirt right? Shark pit? What, what's that, JT? Dirt shark. Yeah, sure, dirt shark, or or you could have a net, like the like the caller said, like Daniel said, a, a little net there. You know my nets idea. Yeah, I, I know I know the nets. <laughs> You're not on board with the nets, but you know them. <laughs> <laughs> not on board with right. the net. No. Thanks, Daniel. Appreciate it, man. Oh, I had one more question. Okay, for you go ahead. Too. Sure. Um, with the East-West shootout, uh, we've both seen Marvin and Cooper have bad starts, and they're great at charging through the pack and getting back up there. Mm-hmm. If one of them was to get a bad start and the other one is in the lead, do either of them stand a chance at catching and passing, or who who's going to get through the pack the best with a bad start? What do you think, JT? I would say Webb, just because he's – had so much experience with him. We've seen him do it so often this year. I think he's just used to that dynamic, and it'll just be another race for him. The problem is, is that Muskan, I see, you know, his starts have been pretty consistent. So if that if Webb does that again, by the time Webb gets anywhere near the front, Marvin will be long gone. Race will be over. Uh, so for Webb, if he wants to win, he, you know, if I was Cooper, I would just be worried about where Marvin is. You know, if, if you get a medium pack start, you need to find out where Marvin is immediately because he's really the only guy I see in this field that can run away with this thing. All right. Thanks for the call, man. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. Uh, next up, we have Cody. What's up, Cody? Guys. What's happening? Hey, I wanted, I wanted to ask. I actually have two questions that you guys can tell me to, to hang up or whatever if you don't want to hear the second one. But the first one um, – the, I was wondering about the attendance because, I mean, for me, I go to I usually go to Vegas every year, um, but this year I'm actually skipping it to stay home and watch the fight. Um, and also it adds that there's no championships or anything because I'd probably go yeah. if the championship was coming down to it. But, yeah, I just wanted 
get you guys' opinion on like what do you think how bad is it and i know that stadium's kind of small yeah uh, I, I think they still know? sell out i think they still sell out because it's small but if this was yeah. a big giant stadium they'd be in trouble um, yeah that's what i was i was also i know people who are i know people from socal who are staying away uh because of the fight the hotel prices the lack of yeah, drama you know um but oh, I don't know. I I still think it'll sell out. What do you think, JT? You know what happens? You know what happens at this event though, hmm. is that ticket sales go on go on uh, go available so early that long before any titles are decided yeah. or hotel prices are skyrocketing, people have already bought their tickets. Yeah. So in that aspect, I guarantee you that it will sell out. It just will depend on how many people actually show up and sit in their seats. Yeah. yeah well, I, I I guess I guess Phil probably doesn't. They only care if it sells out or not, huh? Well, no, they sold well, the tickets. Well, I think it'll yeah. sell out. It'll just be how many people actually show up. You know, they're still going to get their money because the tickets are already long since bought. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and also in that too, aspect, they don't really care. I don't think you know who who shows up and who doesn't. Really doesn't matter. It's all yeah. about you know getting the ticket sales. What else? What else, Cody? What is your other question? Well, my other question is actually I don't know. It's kind of like it's not really a, a real question, but I always hear you guys mention because uh, I'm, I'm a big. Chad fan. I was here. You guys mentioned something about him just drinking vodka straight from the bottle. I'm just wondering if JT or you have a have the story on that. I've never heard the full story. Uh, well, there was a famous shot from a Supercross Awards banquet. I think Guy B took it from Vital MX, and I don't know if it was vodka, but Chad was swilling something straight from the bottle. It was Jack Daniels, and the situation is that Todd Gendro. You know, we we don't have a banquet this year, but when we do, uh, the ritual is that. Uh, everyone kind of involved in the inner circle somewhat has to drink from this Jack Daniels bottle because it's kind of a celebratory end-of-the-year type deal. Um, And it's always Jack Daniels, and it's always Jendro's bottle, and Chad, you know, had won the championship, so he took a big pull off of it, but that was what the picture was. Yeah, the picture was Uh, out there, and then then some people didn't like it. Some people said the champion wasn't nice of the champion to do that. Blah, blah, blah. There was a bit of controversy. Now, there's plenty of times we've been around Chad where there's been no photos taken, and he has been swilling vodka. <laughs> but well, uh, we, I, a- I think that probably comes from the fact that when we are partaking in adult beverages, we drink uh, vodka water uh, just because <laughs> it's the least calories, you know, the, probably uh, one of the most pure things you could drink as far as getting in and out of your system. So uh, there has certainly been some pure vodka sessions, uh, but it's pretty standard for what we drink anyway. So. Yeah, I think, I think that's probably all your. Oh, you're talking about Cody, so yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah. Um, Thank you. Hey, you want uh, you want some fly gear? Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah. He says. Uh, well, yeah, I wasn't expecting it, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, bro. That's the best part. Fly kinetic vector spring release gear. Um, you're the winner. Um, I guess you, you can pick your colors. You can go to flyracing.com, pick some colors. I'm gonna put you on hold. Uh, Gibbs will get your information, and um, we'll get it to you, man. Thanks for listening. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. JT, we're done with you, bro. We're done. All right. Um, thanks, um, thanks for uh, coming on. And um, uh, we'll see you. You land tonight, right? Yeah, yeah. I land tonight. So, I can't believe you're doing a pulp show tonight, and then we're doing another one tomorrow night. I can't be stopped, bro. You have issues. Yeah. I got a lot of things to say. I don't want to hear any complaints about your workload or any of tonight's, that. Tonight's show will be de- devoting to Nets. And uh, whatever, whatever crackpot ideas I he have. You to be devoted to nuts because you are nuts. Right. Thanks, buddy. All right. See you. See you. Jason Thomas, everybody. Fly Racing, Moto 60 show presented by Infab. Uh, yeah, flyracing.com. Check them out. Sector Boot out now. Fly entries, rate entry into the premium boot segment. Uh, fantastic uh, boot and uh, high-end torsion control system, slip-on inner booty, positive latch buckles. Adjustable strap system. This thing's got it all. Nfab, n-fab.com. Uh, visit you. Uh, visit those guys for everything you need for your truck accessories. Whether you have a Jeep, whether you have the truck, or whether you have a an SUV, they got uh, they got stuff that can help you out. Uh, n-fab.com. Great guys down there, Thomas. They support the sport and uh, they're into it, man. So this is the Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by Nfab. And uh, congrats to Cody for winning the gear, Fly Kinetic Vector Spring Release gear. That's right, folks. So yeah, the um, oh, I want to ask JT about the Stewart appeal. Stu's, Stu's appeal got denied, so he will be out for the summer. So I really thought he'd be racing outdoors. So did JT, and uh, but it looks like we won't see the number seven Yoshimura Suzuki guy on the line at all for outdoors, and that's uh, that's terrible. 
So, um, hey, with that, let's get into our next guest. Former AMA Supercross motocross winner, GP winner, uh, probably maybe won some supermoto back in the day. He is our own David Villeman. What's up, DV? Hey, what's going on? Nothing. What are your thoughts on Stewart's appeal getting uh, shot down? And we will not be seeing him on the line this year. I, th- I thought they were going to reverse it or, or give him, you know, to overturn it or something. I think, yeah, everybody thought that, but, you know, um, FIM, they're pretty strict, you know, and mm-hmm. I don't think, um, um, you know, I think they, they want to make an example out of it, mm-hmm. and uh, and they went for it, and, but, you know, it's normal, you know, like you, uh, like they say, you know, you do the crime, you do the time, right? Right, so, right, right, yeah. Um Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Give us a call if you got a question for David Villeman, Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. So Vegas coming up this weekend, DV. When you were a racer, did you did you care all that much about it? What was your attitude going into it? I mean, obviously, if there was some money on the line in a in a points position, I guess you you went balls out. But generally speaking, what was the attitude with the Nationals coming up so quick? What was the attitude towards uh, towards Vegas Supercross? Um. I- you have to remember, like back in the day, Dan Helen was a week later. Yeah, you know, so there was no break. There's a break since maybe like uh, six, seven years, whatever. Right. And uh, I hated that race. You know, <laughs> there's only one time that I was uh, um, I was okay to go. That's when I could have won the Triple Crown back in 2000. Right. But then from 2001 to 2008, I, you know, I wish I was. I didn't have to go because points <laughs> right. were done, champions were done. Uh, track is always, you know, uh, not very fun. Right. And it's super hard. Nobody wants, to, nobody is in a racing mode anymore. You know, yeah. like yeah. you're in Vegas, you want to be at the pool, you want to chill out and, <laughs> you know, wait for the outdoors, basically. Yeah. So yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Did you ever do it? This year, so this year the shootout doesn't cancel anything. No. Uh, Four fifty titles gone. So it's kind of like a exhibition race. I think nobody wants to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's in a motocross mode already. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just a race they have to race, you know. And uh, I'm actually pretty surprised that uh, um, Bogle uh, is not racing. And I think that's a, actually a great strategy. You know, and, <laughs> right, and yeah, because you gotta, you know, yeah, you can stay and and ride outdoors and relax and train, you know, and I don't know if he's doing that for for this purpose, but that's not what, what I would have done, you know, and yeah, and even you know, obviously Denji has to race, but that would have been a great strategy too against Watson that's being a, uh, has been riding for a few weeks outdoors or mm-hmm. a month. Yeah, uh, testing and it's already done, so it, it would be like a, a good strategy also to just you know, yeah. not take chances to get her and get ready for the nationals because those guys don't have much riding time outdoors. Right. Hey, is it um, Cooper Webb, Marvin Muscan? One of them is going to win this shootout, right? I mean, can someone else pull it off, or, or it's got to be one of these two guys? Do you like anybody else, or or what do you, you think? Know, you know, one, last year wasn't Justin Hill won the race last year or a couple of years ago. Um, uh, and then Ryan Sipes came out of nowhere and won the short, race. Shorty. Uh, so th- th- there is obviously there is talent uh, uh, out there to you know, and mm-hmm. especially Vegas is this really special, and you don't know how much uh, effort everybody's going to put into it because, like I said, it doesn't count for anything, right? But, uh, yeah, it's obviously they're the two best guys. Those two guys won 12 races this year. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you can't really bet against those two. Do you like one over the other? Or what are you thinking? Uh, Yeah, I think that style track, a little slick. Uh, I'll take Marvin, you know, with a a slight favorite. The Frenchman takes the Frenchman. Shocking. No, it's not this. I think he's uh, <laughs> a little more, he's a smoother. Yeah. And he's uh, been running great. And um, it'd be good to see those two against each other, but I don't think Vegas will be 
I don't think Vegas is the right spot to see the confrontation like that. Right, right. Um, hey, uh, before we talk, I want to ask you about RV a little bit, but um, Supercross as a whole, who are your surprises and disappointments? Um, who, who do you who surprised you? Who let you down a little bit uh, in Supercross in the 450 class? What, what's your what's your thoughts on that? Uh, 450, uh, yeah, you got to talk about um, obviously Celia has been doing a pretty good job. Yeah, you know, started slow, but. Yeah, you know, we got uh, maybe uh, five podiums and a win. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we talked about Baguette being fifth in my column uh, a couple <laughs> of days ago. <laughs> you were very uh, impressed. You you seem really impressed. <laughs> no, but you know, if you add everybody that should be in front of them, yeah, like, uh, Canal and and Roxanne and maybe even Borsha, if it's you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you race everything, you know, it'd be like a top eight, top ten guy. So, on paper, it looks good, but is it that good? That's what I'm trying to, to right, say, you know. Right, right. And uh, obviously, Anderson uh, impressed us like a, a few races, but it's kind of like most of them, he was like, a, you know, a fifth, sixth place guy, seven. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, so, you know, disappointment, obviously, Millsap was uh, not very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he was ready to, to race. He hasn't raced for a long time. Mm-hmm. And obviously, obviously Bosha getting hurt and not doing that great. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people were um, were expect, expecting him to do better. And um, on the good, I think Shorty did good, you know, starting in front. Yeah. And, uh, uh, a few uh, top five finishes. Um, that was good for like an older guy, right? With the, with with a bunch of you know rookies or young guys, factory guys coming, you know. So, but um, yeah, and also uh, I think Tomac. Um, I wish he would have been there a little closer to Dungey. You know, I think right. he had a couple of GNFs that that hurt him a lot, and. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, it's pretty much everybody is right. where it should be, right? I I, uh, I know Barsha, you know, he could have stayed out to the outdoors, but he chose to come back. I'm surprised he's, like, this far off the pace. You know, I mean, a couple of years ago, I picked him, when he was on a Honda, I picked him to challenge RV for the title, and it just seems like it's, you know, obviously, again, he's getting up to speed, he's been hurt, so it's not, he missed a lot of races, but it's a little yeah, underwhelming right now. We talked about him before. A lot, and you know, I can't. When I first started writing my columns, like uh, all stuff, like a few years ago, or coming on the on the radio show, and I always said that Barsha will not perform if he doesn't change his writing style. He needs to change everything, you know. Like, and if he can't write like a like a Dungey or what Stewart has uh, been able to do the last couple of years, like writing way smoother. And uh, keeping momentum and, and and not riding a 450 that aggressive, mm-hmm. then, then I think Barsha could do. But I think he needs he needs a, some uh, some coaching, you know, like <laughs> and, and actually show him how to do it, you know, like sure. show him that what he's trying to do, uh, you know, like really aggressive, taking people out. Uh, um, it's not the way you should do it you right, know right. and and I think it's all about riding style you know and so it's kind of like what is eroding Tomac a little bit on some of the races and and it's why City is doing good and Denji's doing good you see those guys ride they ride smooth yeah momentum yeah you know that's that's the way you have to ride a 415 and if you're not able to do that then you will not you won't perform on a 17 race it's, series. Yeah, you can win a race here or there, but 17 races, it's going to bite you. The bike will bite you. The style will bite yeah, you. If, yeah, if if everything goes good and you got a good start and you don't make a mistake and you still ride like this and you're fast, then mm-hmm. it could work for a few races. But on the long run, you can't. You know, you have to go to to ride the, the 450 like it should be ridden. Right, right. Uh, before we let you go here, DV, um, the outdoors, you, you made your pick on com and your column. You, uh, you're you going with Mooskin and Kenny Roxon for the two classes, huh? Yeah, I think um, I picked Roxon last year, so I don't you know did. why I, I, 
I wouldn't pick him in this show again. Um, I think it's, uh, I've said it before, I, he's a better outdoor rider than a Supercross rider. And uh, Supercross, he did obviously very well this year until he got hurt. But, um, yeah, I think, and I think the Suzuki will suit him better. I think that's a better outdoor bike uh, uh, compared to what he had last year. I'm mm-hmm. not sure about the new KTM, but um, right. I think he, he's going to feel better out, outdoor with his bike. And as far as Marvin, I think he's, you know, he's a two-time uh, world champ. Yeah. And last year, and last year, his grocery was six, six months off the bike. And he won some motos. He went 1-1 in Washugo. Uh At the end of the year, he won two races out of the four. So right. I think I think his consistency and uh, also um, he can ride anything. He can ride the mud. He can ride the sand, the all-pack. He's. He's right. pretty good everywhere. He's a good starter. So, yeah, I'll pick him, too. All right, perfect. Hey, uh, DV, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for sharing your knowledge with us. It's awesome. Um, no worries. You'll be in Vegas or you won't be in Vegas? You don't know? No. no. All right, you I'm were... filling up my pool right now, and uh, I got to take all this weekend. <laughs> filling and... up my pool. That Hashtag retired life. I'm filling up my pool. <laughs> yeah, I can't, you know. You know, I, I would come, but, um, you know, I'm going to stay low and right. you know, chill at home, watch on TV. All right. Well, perfect. Thanks for coming on, buddy, and good work on Pulp all year. Uh, columns are great. We'll keep it going if you want. And uh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Have uh, a good one. See you. David Villeman, everybody. Hey, look, uh, a last-minute addition to the guest line here on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show because a couple reasons. The Supercross Series, look, Vegas is going to be all right, but everything's decided. It's not exactly a barn burner. Let's go that. It's one of those years. But Friday night, tomorrow night, South Point uh, uh, Casino Hotel, the final round of the Amsoil Arena Cross Series is coming in. Two guys tied for the lead. Uh, Matt Gerke only six points back. I think there's like six guys with a chance to win this title. It's very exciting. And Pulp MX show, myself, Wygant, Thomas, whoever else comes by, will be doing a live pre-show and race call from there and to talk a little bit about the arena cross series tomorrow night before we wrap up on the show here brandon short what's up brandon how are you i'm good steve how you doing man good you are the series pr director for that thing and um like i said the supercross series is one of those years we got some injuries we didn't have a lot of drama but the arena cross series that's where it's at right now this should be exciting tomorrow night i think it will be i think it's going to be an awesome night um you know like you said arena cross has been full of uh, drama, excitement, mm-hmm. um, really a lot of unpredictability. I mean, that's what makes Arena Cross what it is. You know, uh, we've seen Tyler Bowers kind of make it his own world the last four years or so, but this mm-hmm. year, you know, he moved on to Supercross, and we've had a wide-open championship, and it's lived up to the hype. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, who's next maybe was more a little more <laughs> applicable for Arena Cross this year. Um, it's been fantastic racing. We've had uh, six different overall winners. We've had eight different guys win main events. Um, and right now, you know, we're tied atop the standings with Kyle Regal, Jacob Hayes, and into tomorrow night. Like you said, Matt Gerke's just uh, six points back, and then we have seven total guys still mathematically eligible for right. this thing. So um, it's going to be an intense night tomorrow for sure. And for people who think like Gerke, like, okay, he's six back of two riders, so he doesn't have a choice. Well, with the Arena Cross, there's two main events. After the first main event, uh, there's a briefcase selection with a start order, which could be completely inverted, or you know it could stay the same as the finishing order of the main event. So it could be either one. So if you think Gerke doesn't have a chance, well, last weekend um, Hayes made up like what eight points on on Regal. Yeah, he points? made up yeah. those eight points. He was eight points back. He uh, he had a consistent night. He didn't win either main event, but he, he was second in both of them, and that allowed him to take the win. Um, Gerke jumped in with his own main event win there, so that allowed him to close in some ground. It was probably Regal's worst night of this race to the championship, the last six races of the season yeah. that he's had yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know, ended up costing him a bit. But like you said, the briefcase edition in the in between the heat, uh, the main events, you know, can be zero, it can be eight, so half the field can be inverted, or it could be that full sixteen. And what people I think maybe need to really understand in arena cross, it's not a twenty rider gate or twenty two rider gate like it's two cross. It's sixteen gates. Yeah. So there's two rows of guys. Yeah. Or, or not 16, 16 riders, eight rider gates. Eight rider gates. Two yeah. rows of guys. So if you have a full field inversion and you won that first main event, you're in the back row, and that is the last place <laughs> you ever want to be when your start straight is probably 100 feet long at most. Yeah. So um, that always plays in, and it's yeah very much like the motocross format where you have a combined overall score mm-hmm. to determine the winner. So 
just because something happens in one main event, it won't mean anything once we get to that second one. So you're going to go down all the way to the final lap of this thing to really know who's going to walk away with this title. And whoever does win it, it'll be the first title of their career um, of any kind. So yeah. that's actually pretty awesome, too. Yeah, Regal, Blos, Gerke, uh, Supercross veterans who are in their first years of racing uh, arena cross. Well, yep. Regal did a little bit last year. but And uh, Hayes, uh, an up-and-coming kid on the Babbitt squad that's uh, yep. been knocking on the door for a few years. And so it, it is exciting. There's also like some head-to-head races, right? You have some sort of um, – and that's worth a point or two, the two lappers. Yeah, right? I think that's going to maybe be a critical – that could be one of the most critical junctures of the whole evening. Um, Kyle Regal has been the man in the head-to-head races. Mm-hmm. Um, he's won by far more than anybody else. And every time – if you make it, they take the top four from each heat race right. in the premier class for that. Um, you make you get an additional bonus point no matter what, just for being in the just top four. Just for being four, in there, right. That, yeah, in the bracket. But the final winner of the bracket – gets an extra point, and, you know, Regal's racked up a lot of extra points with all his victories yeah. in that. Um, if he or Hayes is able to do that um, on tomorrow night, that's a guaranteed one-point edge, you know, heading into the main event. So yeah. that could play very, very big. The point system in Arena Cross is a single-point system. It's 16 down to, you know, down right. to we end. So it's not like Supercross where you have a three-point margin, a two-point margin, and then a one. Everything's a one-point margin, so every single position counts. And so yeah. it's going to be it's going to be awesome. It's going to be intense. And, you know, we're really excited to be in Vegas, obviously, uh, be the precursor to Supercross. We're going to have a ton of Supercross riders there and a lot of personnel. The industry's going to come out and support Arena Cross. I mean, it, it's the best-kept secret in, in this industry and in this sport. And uh, how are ticket sales? Still available if somebody wants to, to do a Friday Tickets night? still available. It's probably one of the best values you can get, particularly this weekend with so much mm-hmm. going on in Vegas. Come on out to South Point. Um, doors open at 6 o'clock. Um, you can get on to the, We have a track party at 6 o'clock as well, so you can get on the actual track that the guys are going to be racing on. Oh. You can meet the riders, get autographs, check out all the bikes up close, just like you would at Supercross, but a little bit more of an intimate feel. Right. And, uh, you know, we start racing at 8 o'clock. And we're going to crown a champion tomorrow night. That's the bottom line. Yeah, it's going to be great, man. And I'm looking forward to doing it. I've watched these things on races. We know we had Canari on the Pulp Show. We had Regal on Hayes. They t- they're telling us stories that seem unbelievable. You know, Canari flying off the track, hitting a dozer. Yeah. Uh, Regal getting taken out by just a flying bike in the air. Hayes, yep. had, Hayes had some issues going on. Uh, Canari, I saw Canari literally try to kill two dudes um, in corners. <laughs> um, it's, it seems like it's, uh, you know, very exciting and nonstop action. I want to know, it though, I, I just want, how did you let Pulp MX show, us, all of us, do this pre-show and carry the action. What's going on down there? You know what? It, it was a chance of a lifetime, if you will. We're in your backyard. <laughs> um, it just seemed like a perfect fit. And, you know, what better way than to bring some uh, attention to Arena Cross than to have a live pulp broadcast. You have your core audience, probably one of the best audiences we could ask for, um, getting you on the horn with Weege and Thomas. I mean, you're the best talking heads in the sport, and so there isn't a better way to set up some hype for the finale than to have you guys there. Yeah, well, I just can't believe that someone official actually signed <laughs> off on this. That's that's all, Brandon. I just can't believe that. Uh, PulpaMexShow.com tomorrow night, starting at 6, pre-race show. We'll call the action down there. We'll have a bunch of guests coming and going, too. You're going to line up some riders for us to uh, talk to as well. It's gonna, it, It's going to be great. Uh, Regal, Jacob Hayes, tied in points. Um, and uh, Blos right there. Bert Gerke right there. Blos has a shot at it. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be nuts, man. Thank you uh, for taking the time to come on real real quick and jump on. And South Point uh, Hotel and Casino, just south of the Strip, down there here in Vegas. And uh, Friday night, tomorrow night. So check it out. Thanks for coming on, man. Of course, thanks for having me, Steve. All right, see you, bud. See ya. All right, Brandon Short, everybody. The Arena Cross Series PR. Uh, Gives it. It's going to be good. It's going to be really good. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be solid. <laughs> like I, I'm more. I'm actually. Well, maybe because I'm doing this webcast, I'm looking forward to that. But for I'm, sure, I'm probably more excited for Arena Cross than Supercross. I would be. Definitely. Supercross isn't that isn't that great right now. No, <laughs> not a lot going on. The pits. Um, the pits are going to be awesome. But the race later in that the night. The pits where you get your boots. Yeah, that's going to be even better for me. All right. Hey, thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show presented by Enfab. Thanks, Gibbs, for coming in on short notice. Always a pleasure. N-Fab.com, flyracing.com. Thanks to Cody for winning the boots. DV, JT, Brandon Short, pulpamexshow.com tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, Arena Cross Show, or until they kick us out. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.